Random Inks Productions presents the Hanson Family Podcast with your hosts, Justin and Kimball. My name is Justin, and I'll be your host today. We have a little bit different format for you guys today. We have um, Kimball, who is my usual co-host, and he'll be joining us shortly as we start the interview. This interview was recorded when the Hanson family uncles, Paul, Don, Larry, Mark, and Craig, were on their annual get-together that they have with their wives and they consented to spend some time with me and Kimball and record an interview about them and them growing up back in the day. And so we have a treat. We Instead of having one person that we'll be interviewing, we'll be interviewing five. So uh, Kimball is joining us from Japan, as he has been lately, but he'll be coming in a little bit later. So you'll, see, you'll hear him uh, join in at, at some point soon. But we have... The five uncles, the five brothers. I guess Eric is invited, but he, for some reason, didn't make it. So we'll have to catch him later at a different time. Then, obviously, uh, my mom, Aunt Diane, uh, she lives in Pennsylvania. And due to COVID and all the travel stuff, uh, she wasn't able to make it. But I did talk to her a couple months ago, and you can catch that interview earlier. So after this interview, it's quite lengthy, so I'll probably split it up into a couple different episodes, maybe three. And then from there, we'll just see who wants to be interviewed next. And at some point, like I said, we'll catch up with Eric and sit down with him and talk to him about his, his life and his early years and you know, hear from him. And also, I guess after uh, we recorded this interview, uh, Aunt Betty sent me some, some audio, or actually some video, of the uncles playing instruments and singing and stuff. So. I will take the audio from those videos and I'll include it at the end of the interview so we can if we can hear that as well. So here we go. Let's get into it. Hey, who's the bearded guy? <laughs> yeah, Larry. Yeah, Larry. <laughs> Should have five. Okay, yeah. I got, I see four. Is that Don in the orange shirt? Yeah, that's me, Don. Oh, I thought, okay. There's a big light. Greg, Greg is here too. So I see Mark, Don. Who's next? Greg. Greg. Stop it, Paul. Paul. Paul, Craig, and Larry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's bright lights behind your head, so I can't really. See. Yeah. Oh, that lamp off over there. How about that? I think it's the reflection of the sun, which is coming through. Yeah. So did did uh, Craig explain to you guys a little bit? Yeah, we just like I said, we just tell our anecdotes and uh, whatever thing that you know our posterior would be proud of us hearing. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> none of the other naturally. Yeah. Believe out the jail time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So I, I told Craig when I was talking to my mom, I don't know if you guys heard that uh, interview, but when I was talking with her, the all the good stuff was when she was a kid and I didn't know. I heard, heard, heard some of it, but not all of it. So I, I thought we'd talk about those type of things. So... Um, well, we are—we already talked about most of those, and I don't know if we can remember them again. <laughs> <laughs> well, your wives are there; they'll remind you, right? Looks like Kimball's joining us. Can you hear me? I can, hear you. can you hear Kimball? Yes. Yes. Cool. Oh, good. So, how you doing, Kimball? Ganeshi, what? There he is. Hey, konnichiwa. <laughs> I'm doing well. Hey, who's all there? Let's see. Uncle Paul, Uncle Mark, Uncle Don, and Uncle Craig. All right. We're ready to get Dad and Paul. Oh, and there's Dad. He's, He's not in the video. Oh, not. He was with Justin. There he is. Well, cool. So, um, I thought we'd just start uh, by talking chronologically back from the beginning. Um, so I don't know much about before my mom. So I thought we'd start with Uncle Paul. See kind of what was your first memories? Like where were you born the first few years of your life? What, what sort of things do you remember from from growing up with grandma and grandpa? Well, I think we'll end up just kibitzing in when we have things that are clicked off. Yeah. So yeah. I was born in 1947 in January and dad was at BYU working up there. And so he and mom were living in Provo oh. and Don was born there too. And shortly after that, I, we're not sure when we moved to Winslow. <clears throat> Do you know the year? Anybody? Probably 49. Yeah. Uh, Dad is working at Geneva Steel Mill. I yeah. understand. Yeah. But he had been attending BYD. He probably ran out of money. The one story I remember about Dad from up there is he said one day he went to work and his job was to load cement sacks into a boxcar or off of a boxcar. Okay. It was like 100 pounds each. About killed him. <laughs> yeah. Was he going to BYU or were they just living in Provo? I think he attended school up there. I think that's why they went up there. But I don't know how long he stayed in school. Okay. Did he graduate from BYU or? No. 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 Okay. And we he moved. The folks moved to Winslow. Uh, forty nine, circa forty nine. And we lived in a shack out in the country. And uh, okay. Harry was born there. I was born at a very early age. Yeah. I was born the, there in a chicken coop. <laughs> Tell them about the pig and the yeah, <laughs> pig story. Me and Paul remember that on this little homestead that mom and dad were living on. Of course, we didn't care if it was a shack or not because we were too young to know the difference yeah. there was a pig in a in a pig pen probably you know 10 by 10 or something like that and big pig bigger than we were paul was probably three and i was probably one and a half maybe you were four i don't know yeah 
Because Larry was still, he was toddling, so he was probably one. But so we climbed up on the, on the fence, looked over at the pig, and the pig started attacking, you know, making aggressive moves towards us. So Paul got on one end, and I got on the other, and we each had a long stick. And whenever the pig would charge at boy number A, and boy B would poke him in the butt, and he'd turn around and go after him, I can still see a picture of that in my mind. And uh, That's funny. I don't know how long we did that, probably probably five minutes, but it was pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah. And Larry's story is, he was so afraid of the pig that he would, they never, they knew he wouldn't run away because he couldn't get past the pig pen. So, <laughs> And they had a bunch of chickens and they would chop off the head of the chicken and we'd watch it run around and squirt blood all over. And uh, we, we remember that the house was infested with mice oh. because every morning there would be mouse traps that would be, you know. Click, 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 that's your alarm clock. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. And we had an old cow we had to go out and chase at night to get her back home. Uh, the Thule's, I remember seeing that old cow and walking out. Mom would take us, two little, three little kids out there. And anyway, it was uh, kind of idyllic for, for a kid who didn't know anything. <laughs> you know? You were talking, you were from the river, right? Yeah. Did they have a farm out there or just, just animals? No, they were, they were just being put up by someone who had charity in their hearts. I remember one time we got a ride on a horse, the guy that owned the place. And so we were sitting on the horse, all three of us boys, bareback. There's a picture of that. Yeah, anyway, picture. we went down in a ditch and you know when horses come up out of a ditch, they kind of do that. All three of us slid off. I was on the back and Don landed on me and Larry landed on Don. I think we were probably screaming bloody murder because it so bad. You were just a short walk from the Little Colorado River, right? Go yeah. down there and watch the water go by. Yeah. It doesn't flow all year round, I don't think. Yeah. Anyway, that was kind of our memories of Winslow. And we moved to Vegas. Well, Mark was born right before we moved. Yeah, Mark was born. I was born in July of 52, and 10 days later, we moved to Vegas. And I remember the train ride from Winslow to Vegas. It seemed like it was forever. We were sitting in that train and, are we there yet? (laughs) What uh, sort of job did Grandpa Hanson have in Winslow? He actually lived in Henderson for a year and a half or so because I went to kindergarten in Henderson. So did I. We lived in some apartments called Carver Park. Remember that? Yeah. And I remember some, one of the apartment dwellers near us got a television. This was probably 1953 or something. And all the neighborhood kids were down at his house. Well, not necessarily just looking at the show, but looking at television, you know, what's that? You know, He would let us come over like on Thursday night. And I think we watched Hopalong Cassidy, if I remember right. It was great. I also remember being in downtown Las Vegas with my mom. And she's got keeping track of Don and Larry. I think she's pregnant with Mark, but I'm not positive. So Mark was born in Winslow. Well, anyway, I got left. I got lost in downtown Las Vegas just because I was gawking at stuff and they just kept going. <laughs> and I ended up, someone took me to the police station and they finally found me. Okay. You were asking Grandpa's job in Winslow or Vegas or both? Oh, both, yeah. 
What did he do in Winslow? And then why did you guys move to Vegas? Um, well, to my memory, he worked for Navajo Power and Electric in Winslow. I don't know if he was, you know, clean toilets or, you know, worked in the dispatch room or what. And then I think it was an upgrade to go to Vegas because he got a job with Southern Nevada Power and Light. And so we lived in Henderson slash Vegas till 56, because Diane was born in 50, no, 54. 54. You were born in 55. Right. Well, see, I was 10 when we moved, because I was in fourth grade. That made me, that made me nine. Nine and 48 is 57. So in 57, we moved from Phoenix. No, Vegas. From Vegas to Phoenix, because dad got an upgrade to the United States Department of Interior, which is now the Department of Energy, instead of working for Southern Nevada. It was a smaller electrical company. Mm -hmm. And of course the government had more bennies probably. And so we went yeah. down. Yeah. I'm sure it was a step up for him. And we lived in Phoenix for three years. Before we moved to Phoenix, we lived in Henderson for about a year and a half. And there was- no, for Vegas. Vegas, yes, I'm sorry. So Winslow to Henderson to Vegas. Yeah. And at Henderson, there was desert next door. We just would be out there all the time. Five-year-olds and six-year-olds. and Catching lizards and doing all stuff. And there was a chemical plant there. It's still there. And they just dumped their wastewater into a little wash and it ran down to Lake Mead. It was quite toxic. And the favorite thing was to catch lizards and throw them in it and watch them suffer as they floated down the stream. But another interesting thing when we were living in Henderson, mm -hmm. I remember one morning dad says, everybody get up. It was like dawn in the summer. I don't know, I oh, think it yeah. was in the summer. Let's go out and we walked out and we watched the atomic bomb mushroom explode out in the desert of Nevada. I remember, I remember that too. Yeah. They had testing grounds way out west of Vegas, I think it was. Wow. Shortly after that, Larry's hair started glowing. In his eyes. <laughs> you remember going to the dump? I remember that was one of our favorite places. Yeah, in Vegas. Yeah, in Henderson. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think there was a dump in, in Vegas too, but I remember Henderson going to the dump. Yeah. When we moved to Vegas, we lived on Houston Drive. Uh, the house is still there, 2109. And we had a baseball team, I remember, called the Houston Hornets. We had t-shirts with two yellow H's. An H like this, hooked to another H like this. Yeah, this is before Little League and all that. And just a neighborhood team got together and we played kids from the rich part of town. <laughs> Five blocks over a bit. The Sweeney Internationals. We beat them bad. You know, what's kind of funny is I, the guy that was, uh, I think he was a redhead, Sweeney, was uh, Terry. Terry. Yeah. When I was in the LTM in Provo in 1967, I saw him. Said <laughs> hi to him. I don't think he remembered me, but I remember him. He was going to some Spanish-speaking thing. But his last name was Sweeney? I don't no, remember his name. I just saw his face and I said, I they know that guy. Sweeney, I kind yeah. of oh, okay. put the pieces together. And right. said, You're from Vegas, aren't you? you know? So what so, the vehicles we had back then, it was uh, about the time I was born. We had a 49 Ford coupe two door yeah, yeah two door because i remember my mom told me once that she had had a coupe because she didn't couldn't imagine her babies opening the back door and falling out so there's a family of six so in that 49 ford i remember one day we were driving down the street i think mom was driving i was sitting in the passenger seat and craig was standing up in the middle of the front seat 
and there was a clock with a glass cover yeah. right in the middle of the dash. And mom slammed on the brakes or something. Craig went forward and hit his chin on that glass clock. He still had the scar. Yeah, I got the scar still. I think that was in Phoenix. Or maybe no, it was in Vegas. It was in Vegas. Yeah, I do. Right. I have an image of that still. I have an image. Come, I thought, but I thought that it was driving. But he hit the brake. But we didn't believe in the seat. Dead. Seat belts, car seats back then. They no. didn't have seat belts. I mean, you were weird if you had those. So yeah, <laughs> anyway, yeah my yeah, I right cut you off, Craig. You were telling a story about something about our cars. Oh yeah. So anyway, and then I just, I guess we had. A, tell them about the Woody because I didn't know about the Woody till. Yeah, Dad bought a 1947. Ford Woody, Woody wagon. Wagon. He got it from the post office. And I thought it was it, from work. You know what a Woody is, Justin? Is that the one with the wood panels on the side? It's real wood sides. Yeah. Yeah. Get it today, it'd be worth. <laughs> anyway, it was so worn out, he couldn't even get it to work. I don't think uh, we kept it very long. No, we actually drove it to Phoenix, and he traded it into Texas okay. for a '56 Ford wagon with a Thunderbird engine. Headers, dual exhaust, yeah. and Paul used to drag race that in Coolidge. And yeah, it was the yellow canary, <laughs> white on yellow. That's I raced it. <laughs> Judy's family had one just like. So you guys were in Phoenix for how long till you moved to Coolidge? Let's see, seventh grade, three years. In 1960, we moved to Coolidge. We lived in two houses in Phoenix, one near uh, 35th Avenue. And McDowell, McDowell, yeah. and then we moved out to 51st and Thomas into Maryvale. Yeah. Okay. And Maryvale's like slum city now, but it was pretty nice when we lived there. It was totally middle class. It was brand yeah. new when we lived there. It was yeah. like Hill Valley and Back to the Future. Yeah. And everybody in my class was white. I think in the whole school. There might have been one Hispanic, you know. Just the way the demographics were back then. I mean, yeah. a three bedroom and the yeah, Roger was converted to yeah. they, they changed it. Yeah. Okay. I do remember we, uh, I think Mark and I and Diane shared a room and at that house on Cherry Land, 48 Cherry Land, right? Yeah. And uh, we just had these mattresses, these foam mattresses. <laughs> I was throwing a tantrum one day and I was acting up and dad sent me to my bedroom and I, was kicking on the walls as hard as I could. I, I still remember that. He came in and worked me over. I do remember Christmas in that house. We, Christmas Eve, we'd had the tree. We all, dad would slide us the presents. And I remember I got a Jack in the box. I was probably three and I just thought that was the greatest thing in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, and one time I was chasing Diane around the house and ran into a wall corner Still got the stitches from that too. Yeah. So that was stitches there and stitches there before I was four, probably. Dad's, Dad's favorite way to put us in line was to thump us on the head. Do you guys remember that? About four times. <laughs> I've done it to my kids a couple of times, but. One of our things that we did all summer was play wiffle ball in our backyard. We played for hours and hours with all the neighborhood kids. We started the morning as soon as we could, play till about 12, eat lunch, and then we'd walk barefoot about a half a mile to the swimming pool in the summer. Yeah, <laughs> Remember no. that? Sometimes we'd wear thongs, but we'd look for shady spots, <laughs> from yeah. shade to shade. Yeah. And then we'd swim for two or three hours in the afternoon, come back in the evening, 
eat and play wiffle ball again. <laughs> the other thing we did when we were in Phoenix is we all had BB guns. And we were the mighty hunters and we notched our guns every time we killed a bird. <laughs> Do you remember that? I know I had one. I'm pretty sure you had a BB gun. I had a pistol that I couldn't hit anything with. Yeah. Kimball has a question. Kim, last questions. So was grandma working at all? Yeah, did grandma work during? No, not Joe Coolidge. When you lived in Winslow or Vegas or Phoenix? I mean, what was she doing when you kids were all playing in the desert? <laughs> She's taking care of me and Diane and later Eric. It was just the older kids that would go on adventures. The other ones were home. I was still on my tricycle. I could still remember riding my tricycle with Diane and down the sidewalk and there was a light post and we, we thought it was the coolest thing to ride our trikes up to the light post and pretend it was a telephone and go, hello, yeah, goodbye. <laughs> and ride our trikes down, down the road. Another thing we used to do when we lived in that subdivision in Phoenix, Back then, people would have to take their metal garbage cans and put them out on the sidewalk, and the truck would come by and dump them. And so after school, the people who hadn't taken their empty garbage cans back to their porch or backyard, we would ride by on our bikes after school and kick over those garbage cans, and they'd go clang, clang, and start rolling down the street. We used to keep score who knocked over the most garbage cans. We were nice kids. <laughs> Good clean fun. <laughs> One of the other things a lot in Maryvale in our side yard, which was grass, what was it, maybe 20 feet, 25 feet? We used to play uh, running bases. Running bases. So one kid would be the runner and the other two the catcher, and you're trying to steal the bases. We played that for some people call it pickle. You get the yeah. guy in the pickle and see if he can steal the base. Yeah. And then there was the snow cone man who came around. <laughs> That was always a treat to get a snow cone. Sometimes we'd, we'd throw rocks at him. No, with claws. Or claws, yeah. We'd have one guy stop him and then three or four guys back and start. We'd go in the backyard and lob the claws over the house like a mortar house. <laughs> See if we could hit his truck. Yeah, none of our, excuse me. None of our wives could ever have been our mother, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but we were good kids. We just were a little yeah. rambunctious. In the, in the summer, we'd go up to Winslow to visit our grandparents. And Winslow had this real bad mosquito problem. So they had these big trucks that had foggers on the back, and they'd go around town down each street. Spraying DDT. Spraying DDT in a big fog. We'd run behind it, think it was the neatest thing. <laughs> Yelling and breathing deep and <laughs> you know the mosquitoes never bit us though. <laughs> we didn't go to church too much then, but the church that we went to was kind of in I think it was on Seventh Avenue in Phoenix. It was yeah, one of them was the first one. Yeah. yeah. Seven to seven probably. Yeah. Anyway, it was, you know. And we would, after primary, because primary was during the week back then, we would sit out on the curb and they had some of those fake orange trees and we would pick the oranges off and when a car went by, we would roll the orange out in the street and see if we could get the car to squash the orange. Remember doing that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we moved to, they changed their ward and we actually went to Glendale, which was way north. That's yeah. where I went to scouts. Yeah. And one day we were coming back from a scout and we were riding in the back of a pickup with a bunch of cantaloupes. 
And one of those guys, as we went over the I-17, he just chucked a cantaloupe over the side. He scared the heck out of me. Anyway, that wasn't very nice. So I can remember in Phoenix when mom bought Eric home. Uh, I just very impressive in my mind. I was the youngest. I'd been, and I, actually Eric was an unplanned baby, but. Uh, I think we all were. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> sure. So yeah, I was, I was one, any of us. I've been, the, I've been the baby for four years and none of these other guys had been the baby for more than a year and a half probably. But I do remember very clearly my mom brought uh, Eric home and I had a hard time processing that. But her, our grandma Hanson stayed with us for that time and I really acted up and she made me sit in the corner and for, in the refrigerator. And she told me for years afterwards that I was sitting there giving her the meanest look and trying to, she was, I don't know what you were thinking, but you, you stared at me for the longest time with the meanest look on your face. I remember grandma Hanson used to, Forget to turn the gas off on the stove. <laughs> you remember her staying with us when Eric was born? Three or four days? I don't. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that at all. It's you know, attached to my mother. I don't know if you remember the uh, the, the family picture of the six of us. We, we posted it on the family website years ago. I was the youngest. But I actually do remember that. I wouldn't let go of mom because probably because I was in an unfamiliar place. Remember all them yelling at me, telling me what a crybaby I was. And if you the picture, you can see me kind of reaching like this because I was kind of reaching for mom. But anyway, I do that the picture was taken in Oakland. No, was, that's was a it? picture of, you're, you're about this much taller than me and Larry. Yeah. Yeah. You said you had that shirt on, that was your favorite shirt. Was that taken in Oakland? I think so. No, no I was taken in Chief. Okay. They went, they got anyway. a family picture. I do have a fog memory then. I was only probably a year, maybe two at the time. So. Yeah, I think you were probably one of the factors. I remember that. You're kind of leaning forward a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, for mom. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I do remember you guys coming down on me. I think that's why I didn't like you so much. <laughs> cry baby. <laughs> Tell me I was a cry baby. <laughs> Still on. Did you guys visit your grandma and grandpa often? Grandma and Grandpa Hanson? Yes. Yeah. Uh, at well, least once or twice a year, we would go to go there. Yeah. Even we, when we were in Vegas, we'd make that. That was the worst drive in the world. Well, one, we used one to of the do, things we, Go ahead. Tell about that. One of the things we used to do in our yellow station wagon, the yellow canary, the back would open up the back windows and the seat would reverse. So yeah. three of us could sit there facing the car behind us and we'd get an old hardball and uh, take the cover off and unwind it put an army man on it and dangle it out there and the cars they didn't know what it was so this thing bouncing around it would keep the traffic behind us we tried it was like going fishing seeing if you could catch a tire with the yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, you saw napoleon dynamite how he dangled the army man from behind the bus or something like that yeah yeah, yeah the, the tailgate had two hard you know a window that went up and a thing and so we could just open the window I think it rolled down into the no, it, the thing. No, it rolled up. Well, because when dad was smoking, we wanted it up so we didn't have to breathe the smoke. We got exhausted instead, I guess. <laughs> but there, there was nine of us. The, the family of nine was in that station wagon for those trips from Coolidge to Winslow. Then when Paul got old enough to drive, we we had the Le Leap and Lena is what we called the 4940. He would drive that with Don and Larry and the rest of us go to the station wagon. Remember we got the Mercury from Grandpa and Grandma? Yeah, I drove that to Vegas. Okay, so I think we're done with uh, Phoenix, aren't we?
One more thing when we make our trips from Vegas to Winslow, we had always count the crosses. We always had a contest to count the crosses on the side of the highway. That was before freeway, before divided highways. Yeah, and we kind of got those places memorized. We were always looking for new ones. <laughs> no idea that this could be. They still have crosses today or anymore? Some of the old ones have survived. Yeah, and sometimes people put them. On. You know what the crosses were, right, Justin? Yeah, yeah, they they put up a cross. Yeah, Every once in a while, you see, you know, a group of seven or eight crosses, you know, it's a big wreck. All right, so we'll wrap this episode up, end it there. The next episode deals with the family moving to Coolidge in 1960. So we'll end it here for this stage of the Hanson family life, and then, like I said at the beginning, I'm going to tack on a some audio of the Hanson uncles jamming together later on that evening. So I'll have some, some audio of them playing guitars and singing. Uh, next up, we'll, like I said, we'll move into the, the Coolidge era. Uh, Kimball kind of dropped in and out throughout the, the session. Uh, plus he had some lag, so that's why when he did talk, it kind of sounded weird. <laughs> uh, he was there listening, uh, trying to participate, but because of the the Zoom connection, it was a little funky. So hopefully we'll get him on the next episode. So thanks for listening to the Hanson Family Podcast and let us know what you think. Uh, we'd like to have you participate as well. We've had a couple of cousins and up to this point, most of the uncles, all all but one and Aunt Diane, like I said earlier. So still got plenty more. I think there's over 50 grandkids. So we got time. We got lots of options. We want to hear from you. Reach out to me, Justin, or Kimball through Facebook or our emails. Give me a call, text me, uh, let me know. We'll, we'll get you set up and we'll, we'll chat for a couple hours. It's a lot of fun getting to know everybody. And even though we've known each other all our lives, it's, it's still good to catch up at least. So hopefully hear from you soon. Simon Garfunkel. Um, Charles Asara. So, uh, last night I had the strangest dream.